listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Welcome back. I'm so excited you've come back to us. You are listening to Pawnee Public Radio. I do feel like we we kind of open every episode with like grandparents greeting their grandchildren at the front door. I'm just like you so excited it. to have you. <laughs> yeah. Also, just a little behind the scenes peek. You should know that Hannah and I start every episode with like the old timey television countdown from five with the last two digits being silent. And it yes, really and sometimes I start at like twenty. <laughs> Sometimes it's a long, yeah. Sometimes it's old timey TV countdown. Sometimes it's it's like old timey rocket launch. <laughs> well, we're so glad we want to get right into this episode. This is episode five. Mm-hmm. We are almost out of season one because season one is only six episodes. It does fly. Yeah, season it's one like is, is interesting because it's the same length as Slides and Swings. So, like, it matches up perfectly Mm. with the British version of Parks and Rec. But then season two of the U.S. version is 22 Mm -hmm. episodes, and the British version, Slides and Swings, is only four. Yeah, which is long for a British television show. So long. So long. (laughs) Uh, We watched this episode. It's called The Banquet. I like how a lot of these are just like, The Reporter, The Banquet. That's That's how I describe my own life to myself. Like, I'll get to the end of the day, and I'll be like, what was today? And lately, it's been the Saturday, the computer time. (laughs) Oh, so much screen time these days. But it's good for you, you know? How far away do you need to focus your eyes on? Right. Scientists always say, stare at screens all day. Uh, Yesterday, I had so much screen time that. How much screen time was it? (laughs) Too much screen time. (laughs) Did you like how I like? I'm trying to be a better hype man. Like, I felt like a pretty good setup for a joke. You're a great hype man. Um, And hopefully, I'm a good hype lady. Um, But I, like, looked up at this, like, just the regular non-screen. What do you call that? The real life? (laughs) I looked up at the world and my eyes hurt because I wasn't staring at a screen. It, like, couldn't adjust. And I thought, I've had too much screen time today. What'd you do? I closed my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to take breaks. Every 20 minutes, aren't we? Okay, so when we're 20 minutes into this, we'll take a break and you'll... And I'll gaze off into the distance. (laughs) Well, you'll gaze off. (laughs) Um, But we did stare at the screen to watch this episode, episode five. Mm -hmm. As we always do, uh, all of these four past episodes, you know, so it's really established. Uh, Yeah, we don't want to be down on screen time because the entire structure of our podcast depends on it. Yes. Depends on us taking some time to watch some the screens. Show. Yeah. Um, but we're going to break it down into the A story, the B story, and the little baby C story Aww. before we start just chatting in general. So, uh, Will, do you want to grab that A story by the screen and <laughs> stare into it? <laughs> stare deep into the A story. I. What did you think about this episode? I. I had fun with it. <laughs> I I thought it had a good it had a good it had a good structure. I still mm. miss and we're going to talk about this, but I still miss the characters that are not as developed. Mm-hmm. Like it's very I don't think April says anything potentially. I think she's and got a she's got a reaction. She's got a reaction. <laughs> Which we'll get into just well, wait. <laughs> yes. 
she April's got a look. That's her job. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. But like Ron has very little to do as well. But other than that, the character I I felt like the characters that did did get to speak mm-hmm. killed it. And especially we think, and we'll get into it, but the MVP of the episode is Anne. Yeah. She shines, um, she glows. But for those who don't remember the banquet, either go watch it or listen to this perfect explanation. We'll take it away. Sure. So the, the episode kicks off and we just learned that Leslie's mother has won a Tillinson Award. Marlene Tillinson Griggs, Award. nope. Marlene Griggs, nope. We're assuming it's hyphenated. I'm assuming it's hyphenated, right? She's I guess, probably yeah, Marlene, yeah. Probably. How am I doing so far? MGK. <laughs> She's MGK for those at home. Marlene's do, Griggs, no. I do like the idea that my recap goes into a lot of like uh, speculative, like, you know, Marlene Griggs, nope, we can assume that it was a very forward thinking progressive marriage for the time. Yeah. She we really think- wanted to hyphenate <laughs> to keep her name in politics. But Will, why do you keep going? What happens Smash to MGK? MGK has just won a Tellinson Award, which we all know is a big deal. So what's an even bigger deal is that Leslie has been selected as the daughter to give a speech at the award ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start off with that. She's very nervous. She's very excited. She feels like it's the beginning of a political dynasty. Um, Tom is, is air quote, opening air quote, helping her prepare, close air quote, um, and doing a very Tom job of it. Uh, we see a lot <laughs> in season one of Tom messing with Leslie, but the difference between season one and later seasons is Leslie yeah. really gets tricked by him quite frequently. Yeah. Like, in order to help her prepare for this, she's saying what she thinks she wants her speech to be, and he keeps translating it back in insane ways. And she's like, I didn't say my mom was obese. Yeah. And it's interesting. <laughs> Tom, especially in season one, is is often just like a troll for troll's sake. Like, he doesn't feel like he... It doesn't feel like he has an objective as much as he's just, like, chaotic... Maybe evil, certainly chaotic neutral in, in his D and D alignment chart. Yeah, um, we'll have to do this at some point. Say we, which character yeah. is which, and I think put ourselves into the mix too. I, for example, am chaotic. Good. Tom is helping her prepare by not helping her. Um, although he does give her the good advice of like, be humble, just like Abraham Lincoln. Yes, you the know. best line of the episode, I truly, think. Truly, line is, of VP. I, I even, but while we were watching, I go, Will, this is a great line. <laughs> where, where Lincoln would say, I'm president, but I don't really know what I'm doing to seem humble. And then Tom's like, you should do a similar thing. And Leslie's like, I'm the deputy director of the Parks Rec, but I don't know what I'm doing. And it's just so funny. It is good. It is, it's either bad, good advice or good, bad advice. But it's also the energy that I move through the world with. <laughs> Hi, I'm Will Sondheim. I don't know what I'm doing. So what After, happens next? Yeah. Yes. The episode continues, as it is wont to do, with a haircut. Classic mm-hmm. screenplay structure. Often after sort of, you know, an act one, you're going to want your character to get their haircut. So they look good like for the rest of the my, episode. <laughs> I like how my hype lady version is just me going, all right, Will, what happens next? <laughs> I hope you feel hyped up by that. I feel hyped. I hope our listeners are, are equally hyped. Um, so she goes to get a haircut. It's a very masculine barbershop um, and nothing is going to go wrong. Um, next, with her new updo, is how I would describe it. Is that how you describe it? Yeah. 
an updo, a pompadour, I think. You seem to know more about this haircut than it's I do. It's a pompadour, uh, classic pompadour, uh, very, I think, Hillary Clinton esque. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Bill Clinton, which is sort of the joke of it. It is very Bill Clinton. It's also very naval officer. Is is yes. how <laughs> how Ron describes it. Um, Anne is Leslie's date, her plus one, and gets gets read by everyone at the party as her <laughs> romantic partner. Yeah. Um, well, she's wearing sort of an appropriate dress at first, and then Leslie tells her it's so, so, so fancy. Mm-hmm. So she changes into a ball gown. So we have Leslie in this sort of manly updo, and and Anne in the ball gown. Like, so yeah. they really read as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And we have Frank Schnappel, who comes over and uh, commends him for their bravery mm-hmm. of being out in public as as a queer couple in conservative Pawnee. Um, and he misreads the situation, but I still love him for it. Um, and and we'll go into <laughs> that more later. But big, big Frank Schnappel fan over here. Um, so Leslie is preparing. She's nervous. She's giving her speech, uh, preparing to give her speech. And she's asking her mom for advice about Janine Restrepo, who's uh, a zoning board member. Right. Who she, the head of the zoning board, who she needs in order to build the park, which has mm-hmm. been the goal so far in season one. So it's a really, uh, we get to see politics at play, which is exciting. Um, and her mom gives her, gives her, at first, the advice to butter up Restrepo. Mm-hmm. So in uh, in Leslie's speech, she she, she really the speech, which was originally twenty two minutes in a song, and instead mm-hmm. she just instead- goes hard <laughs> at just Janine Restrepo. Yeah, it's really a a couple a couple facts about her mom, and and mostly just her her professing her love for Restrepo. Um, but that doesn't work. That doesn't work. She gets the secretary's number, which, which is apparently a no-go in, in politics. And so then her mom gives her some different advice. What's that advice? This is my hype man. That's what good. happens yeah. next, Will? <laughs> and then and her mom then? tells her to bring up Janine Restrepo's husband. Who I'm lowering my voice to be respectful. And I also you know, just want to be, this is a device so that you'll lean in closer. Even if you have earbuds in, this will make you lean in. Um it's also maybe ASMR, so let us know if you would prefer the entire podcast to kind of exist in this, in this space. Um, we learned that Restrepo's got a DUI, big time. No, her husband, her husband Mr. Restrepo. Yes. Got a DUI, use that against him. <laughs> Leslie tries, set, tells Anne that she's going to use the DUI. Anne is like, don't do that. They get in a huge, a huge normal-sized blowout fight where Anne critiques Leslie for her like codependent relationship with her mother. Leslie strikes back with Anne's codependent relationship with her boyfriend, Andy. Um, They're both big time peeved at each other. So Leslie walks away, goes up to Restrepo, pulls a DUI card, backfires, gets a glass of water in the face, goes to Anne, but very apologetic. But it backfires for a good reason because... She- you know, Restrepo's like, what do you want? And Leslie can't go through with it, yeah, which is she, starts she to show realized, her character. Well, at the moment, I wonder if, the, if this is, I'm curious to hear what you think about this, Hannah, but it feels like, you know, a moment where Leslie is like, oh, I'll just play the game. 
But in mm-hmm. doing that, she really she realizes like, oh, I've hurt another human being in this moment. <laughs> um, and she she backs off. Um, so Leslie is ashamed. She realizes that if that's what it takes to succeed and get what she wants, she doesn't want to play that way. Well, because the thing is, the Tellinson Awards have been built up this whole episode. Yeah. And what's revealed is that everyone who's won a Tellinson Award, which Leslie originally wanted to win so badly, no matter what, has done bad things, including the Tellinson guy himself who tried to resegregate the drinking fountains. fountains. Yeah. So it's sort of her going in with rose-colored glasses and it all falling apart. Yeah. That was a great A-story explanation. Hype, hype, hype. It ends up with them all just watching TV at Anne's house, which I think is a great way for any episode to end. If you're listening in and you want to hire Will and I to hype you up, Will will come, (laughs) say nice things, and I'll come and just go, what happens next? My version of the hype man. Here's the thing. You need both. You got to have both. You got to have something happen next, and you got to have nice things. (laughs) All right. I'm going to tell you a little about the, the, yeah, the baby, baby bee and the little, little infant C. <laughs> the little infant um, So in the B store, we have a Tom and Mark pairing up. Mm-hmm. Something I love about the early days of a TV show is that the writers get to try out different pairings. I don't know if, do you like that? Well, I love it. I love them being like, do these two characters work together? Yeah. Well, what it, do it they feels like a out? very, like a very human thing and i i feel this sometimes when i i don't know if you do this hannah when i'm writing something or when i'm writing characters sometimes i'll take a scene and i'll just like switch who says the lines of dialogue like sometimes i'll have the whole scene interesting and i'll or i'll i'll suddenly like just give the line to a different character and i feel like that's so much more fun when you could essentially do that and then have brilliant actors take it you know. Well, because I've been worried because something I had to work on in my writing was like, I feel like when I was writing early pilots, all the characters sounded like different versions of me. Yeah. So something <laughs> I've worked really hard on is like, no, I can't just switch these lines. This is this person's distinct voice. This is this person's distinct voice. So that's that's like an interesting jump back into. But what if they did switch? Because I've gotten better at writing different sounding characters yeah. where the lines can't just switch. <laughs> um but yeah, so this pairing um, mm-hmm. of Mark and Tom, I actually think is kind of a fun pairing, although Mark has still a lot of huh moments. Um, but Mark and Tom originally go to the Tell and Sin Awards with everyone. Uh, you know, he begins, Mark does this weird thing where he's flirting with both Leslie and Anne. They're sort of preparing, Mark and Anne are preparing Leslie to talk to Janine Restrepo. Mm-hmm. And Mark pretends to be Janine and then pinches Leslie's nose. And then <laughs> Anne pinches his nose. And he has, Mark has what Will thought was a great line of. I just you, love the I, cutaway of <laughs> it cuts the, the mark and he goes, what? Sometimes it's fun to pretend to be zoning board members. I just think that's good writing. <laughs> it, you know, it's good writing. Um <laughs> I don't know why I said it like, well, Will thought it was a good line. Well, but, um, we don't agree on everything. And that's well, the I, sign of a good partnership. <laughs> no, I, you know, I liked it. I liked it. But um, it's sort of this three-way flirt, which, you know, we've all been in. Um, but <laughs> Go on. <laughs> anyways, so, you know, he's helping out Leslie. But then Tom is like, I want to go pick up women. Mm-hmm. So they leave and go to Scully's. Can I make a pitch here? Um, I think. That, in a way, Mark is Tom's Tellinson Awards. I think 
I think Tom really looks up to Mark as like the ideal mm. type of like quote unquote player that he wants to be. Um, so but I think I'm not sure Tom learns the lessons that Leslie does. No, certainly not. <laughs> but I do think but in some I way he's like equally disappointed yes. by the end of this. Yeah. Um, okay, go but on. They Sorry. go to Scully's. And for those who are wondering, I didn't write down the name Scully's. I just remembered it. Uh, I don't know why I want credit for that. But no, we every um, episode should have a few apologies, a few big time brags, like the one that you just dropped. Um, and then a few a few moments of actually describing what's happening in the yes. episode. So they're at um, Scully's. So they're at Scully's and Tom wears this like orange um flowery it's a, hat. It's <laughs> what, sort of fuzzy. What kind of hat is that? My my mind is like a bucket hat. Or it's like a Oh, a, bucket. Yeah, that's a good description. I almost called it a gardening hat, but I don't think you garden in that. But it he seems he wears like a hat it. that a, an older woman would wear to a church. Sure. Um, he wears it, he said, to sort of peacock and draw women's attention. Mm -hmm. And then Mark is just there in his, like, stripe button-up. And what ends up happening is Tom isn't smooth with the ladies, but these two real estate agents are just every word Mark says. They're like, ooh, ah. And I guess it's not even Mark's fault as a character. It's more that I continue to think but why? Even if they're, you know, described as boring, mm. um, I just want more for these two real estate extras than fawning over Mark just standing there. But, but then Mark decides, you know what? I'm done with women like this. <laughs> um, ugh. And so he decides to go back to the Tellison Awards, but the award show is over. It's all done. Um, and Tom, on the other hand, like you said, it at first is very into Mark leading him, but when Mark leaves, Tom's disappointed and it ends with Tom revealing, I believe this is the reveal of Tom being married, but that his yeah. wife wants him to go out. And the fact that he hasn't been able to cheat on her is a disappointment. We'll learn why his marriage is like this soon, but not yet. <laughs> Yeah. And then so the soon. little so soon. the little infancy story is Ron eats bacon wrapped shrimp. And if I might add, loves every minute of it. Loves every minute of it. Here's the thing. You know, Ron has a couple good lines, and the bacon wrapped shrimp is something that will stay, spoiler alert, in all the seasons. <laughs> I guess it's just once again, it's a disappointing thing of Leslie's like, I'm in a pickle. Where's mm. Mark? And I'm like, why do you need Mark? Ron is right there eating bacon-wrapped shrimp. He yeah. could give you great advice. And I feel like in a later season. Well, I, I agree. But I think one thing that is fun and sort of rings true to me is I, I do think I have friendships like that. Where looking back, you know, there's a thing where it's like, oh, I really thought, I really thought that like the close friendship that was going to last and like stand the test of time was with this person, but really the person that I learned to lean on was like right beside me the whole time. You know, like she, yeah, both the writers that. and her need to like I learn just, that it's, yeah. I'm sad that Ron keeps being these, you know, sea stories like, oh, here's the episode. Also, Ron's playing Scrabble. Here's the episode. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Ron's eating shrimp. I, I'm not saying I don't enjoy Leslie getting bad advice and discovering who her <laughs> mentors are. I'm just yeah. saying, 
I'm sad that, you know, that the Ron-Leslie relationship, which started to happen in episode um, four, four possibly, which yeah. we talked about it, the boys club, um, or maybe just boys club. And now Madding Tooney does. Um, you know, the thing that we started to see and love, the heart of the show, is now missing in this episode. But overall, you know, really fun episode. April only has looks this episode. Which I, she has maybe one line at first, but when she sees the hair, but it's mostly just reaction. April yeah. is sort of the reaction. We're starting to see her really pay attention to Anne. I noticed there's some great background work where she's like when Anne leaves to go back home to Andy, April sees the whole thing. Here's Anne talking to Andy on the phone about what kind of sandwich she wants. And she's like, that's what I want. Maybe I'm projecting, but I, I think that's spot you know, We're going to project a lot onto April because she had nothing this episode. <laughs> and she did a lot with it. She made something out of nothing. They said it couldn't be done. I will say, I mean, speaking about like relationships, I think it's a great, it, it is like, it's the first fight between Anne and Leslie and you start to understand their relationship and actually see the things that I think both of them naming to each other. You know, that they're both in these dependent relationships and not the healthiest relationships. Right. I mean, it's kind of a breakthrough. I yeah. mean, sorry, not April. Um, Anne hey, is the yeah. MVP. Like we said, I feel like so funny. she, I was telling Will while we were watching, I was saying she's everything you want. And we talked about the idea of a straight man. It doesn't mean you're a man who's straight. It just means mm-hmm. you're the voice of reason, <laughs> the, the gym helper, the look into the camera. You know, I feel like Anne nails it this episode because she cares about Leslie and mm. is there and has it like loves her. But there's this great moment where, you know, Leslie is going up to her mom going, you know, zoning board member Janine Restrepo's here. And her mom's like, oh, my God, the, the queen of the zoning board. And Anne's like, who the bleep is Janine Restrepo, and she is the audience at home where she cares about Leslie, but she doesn't understand this world. Yeah. She's the fish out of water. She's the straight man. She's everything this episode. And I thought she gets, she's also proof that you can get laughs by just being the person who goes, what? If it's done in the right way. Yeah. And she left Jim Helper and then got to become him. (laughs) That's what love does. We we also see her start to sort of weave herself into the fabric of the show and the other people in the in the office when you know Mark and Tom are leaving and we maybe wouldn't we wouldn't assume that there's a friendship there but there's still this moment where she asks them to stay because they're the only people that she knows and there's there's something nice of like I think one thing that the show does so well is that idea of when you're in a workplace you know the people that you become friends with people that you would never be friends with otherwise because you work together like, mm-hmm. just because you're around them, you become friends with them. I also um, think what you said is so true. Like, what she's going to give to Leslie and what Leslie's going to give to her, they're both going to grow because of it. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see it. Like, when Leslie's calling out, she's Leslie's planting the seeds with her that she deserves more than, not Andy, but more than that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then Leslie is planting the seeds of, you don't have to be your mom. Yeah. It's great. It's beautiful. And I think. We try to plant a seed during every episode. <laughs> yeah. At least one seed has to be planted. They're planting a seeds in each other, which is just really on game for this episode. <laughs> I had another thought about Ron's sort of role in season one, especially now that we're, we're getting to the end. And it seems like it's really uh, 
sort of epitomized in in this bacon wrapped shrimp moment where they they his like defining characteristic is that he doesn't care about he doesn't care about government and he's in charge and so they tend to give him like one non-government thing to just to do while the government related a story is sort of swirling around him um and i think i think that that is one reason why it always feels like it's happening to the side instead of directly but i think the thing that's cool about ron Mm -hmm. is that he doesn't yes he doesn't care about government but the thing that develops is that he starts to care about Leslie. And so yeah. by default, he cares about the A story because he cares about the he's, he begins to care about the people around him. Mm-hmm. I think his issue in season one and his best moment was when he cared about her in Boys Club and ended up going to bat for her. But the problem with him in season one is if you don't care about government and you don't care about the people yet, then you don't care. And watching a character not care is not that fun. Yeah. Like, he cares about bacon-wrapped shrimp, which is why he has some good moments. But and like he, it, his whole face brightens up when he... Uh, <laughs> I'm find just yourself ex- someone who looks at you the way Ron looks, looks at, at bacon-wrapped bacon shrimp. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, it's... I thought this episode was really strong and funny, and there's obviously gives a lot of great moments, but I think it's not random Mm -hmm. that they had to that they brought in a lot of extras this episode you know Jadine Restrepo and Frank Schnabel or whatever his name is they you know because they don't know their ensemble yet and so they're sort of relying on these external people instead of trusting Hmm. that's interesting yeah the cast fully yet also that the you know when you were talking about how a writer or a writer's room would pair up pair up different characters to try to get to know the individual characters better. I think you're right where they there's something with the, you know, featured extras in this episode where maybe in a future episode that role could have been played by someone in the ensemble, but they're more like using these featured extras as a way to get to know Well, y- their ensemble. Yeah. Maybe. I also, to be clear, because I can see, or I can already like see the counter argument. It's not, you know, we're going to be introduced to some really great reoccurring characters, mm-hmm. um, you know, reporters and extras and really funny people. I guess the difference is in future episodes, it feels like the icing on top of the cake. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, it felt like, you know, those when people put like toothpicks in sandwiches so that it holds together the yeah. sandwich. They, the extras felt more like the toothpick, like we needed them to hold the episode where in the future, God, now I have cakes and sandwiches. I'm really mixing my metaphors here. But if it just felt like, you know, in a future episode, like Janine would have been a funnier character mm-hmm. because she would have been less holding the episode together. Like, I don't I didn't find Janine Restrepo funny because she yeah. was so much about the plot. Whereas in the future, the main characters will be the plot, and so the extras and the re- or reoccurring characters or whoever gets to be funnier. I think. I do wonder though, Hannah, with Janine Restrepo, there might yeah. have been some some really inside jokes uh, as her as a, a ZBM, um, a zoning board member. Like yeah, I think a lot board of Brown. Yeah, she's really like um, she's playing it. I mean, it might be kind of punching down because she's playing into a lot of like 
you know, the tropes of what a zoning board means. Yeah, where it's like, oh, of course her husband got a DUI. She's a zone. You know, it's a little bit like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this joke might be a little. (laughs) Speaking of jokes that are that are a little off, (laughs) the the show does open. Oh gosh. (laughs) Um. Yeah, with a moment of of a pioneer's getting. What is it? A pioneer gets. You, it's you brought it up. You get to say <laughs> it's my it. Don't, don't be like, oh, remember that? that oh, Hannah, maybe accidentally you offensive it opener. Do you want to describe it? No, you go for it, Will. Well, we shouldn't gloss it over. There's, uh, it's Leslie out in the woods I, talking I'm about it. I'm not for glossing it over. <laughs> Just to be clear, you said, oh, remember that sort of offensive opener? Hannah, why don't you describe it? <laughs> it was a really. So it was an anti really hype man moment. You go yeah. for it, Will. Anti hype man. This. I believe you. <laughs> um, yeah, we open, we open with Leslie um, talking about a pioneer who got murdered in the woods and uh, the the local Native American tribe, the Wamapoke, is that right? That they I made believe up? so. The tribe they made up. Um, like using every part of the the pioneer. Um, as, as with like, feels like a, uh, a reference to, you know, using every part of the buffalo type joke. Um, and I, it's you know, not in, they, yeah. the show usually does a good job of making the joke um, a commentary on the cruelty dealt to Native Americans by pioneers. But for mm-hmm. some reason, in this opener, it's just a little off. It's, it's like a, the, it's the a, jokes well, are no, a little well, they easy. They kind and, of reverse it where yeah. they're not. It's almost like. Because usually it's like they talk about how many horrible atrocities are committed to Native Americans. And so Mm -hmm. it's this interesting commentary and acknowledgement on American history, but in the context of a, you know, a comedy. But for Mm -hmm. some reason in this opener, they didn't go in that direction. They went in the direction of... Like the tired kind of like... Like the joke is, is at the expense... Of this right. I mean, and they try to say they're like the pioneer traded the a baby for the whole country, which is a commentary on just coming and stealing the land. But then they, yeah, they sort of reverse it. Will you didn't even say what the joke was? Oh, I kind of they. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it a little bit. They they what they scalp him or they it's like just, take his face off and they use every part of the pioneer. It was not, um, you know, it ends up being like a very like uncomfortable open air that doesn't, that it just, the reason it stands out is because the show usually doesn't um, handle. Like I said, usually it, the commentary is in the correct direction. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I think there are that that feels like something where if Parks and Rec were, you know, if season one were coming out this year, that joke never would have made it into the episode. So I think that I don't know. I don't know if it's like a sign of the times for me or more just yeah. like they usually get it right. And for some this reason, it's opener. Yeah. this show. Yeah, this show usually I feel like. I think punches we'll ahead, the yeah. right way and then for some reason doesn't in the opener and that's why to me i'm just like i almost wonder like was it written differently and then just like got cut down a little and i don't know but uh let us know what you thought of um the opener if you have more thoughts on it but it it was not it was not a great opener 
Yeah. Surprisingly, for a show that usually has really solid openers. Agreed. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would have loved instead April to have some lines. Donna isn't here anymore. She's not. Even, she's not even. She wasn't even like sitting at the table. Jerry disappears. That's the thing. I really feel like this you episode. Just missed your friends. Yeah. I just felt like this episode was so funny, but like really watered down in the characters they got to play. Yeah. Well, fortunately, there are we have a few more seasons where we will get to spend some more time with them. Oh, that's good. You know, it's nice that spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it's you know, as we near the end of season one, the six episode season one, I feel like we've discovered some of the strengths that people don't give season one credit for. And we're also mm-hmm. just excited to get into season two. Yeah. Agreed. Especially the end of season two. The last two episodes where we get a bit of a cast shakeup. Ooh. 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 Yeah. All right. You ever been to a party, Hannah? You ever been to a, an award ceremony like this? Did it bring back any, you have any flashback memories triggered? Yeah. Um, obviously, I've won so many awards in my life because I'm just like a very talented person. I had a big stack of honorable, honorable mention ribbons, partic- participation trophies. You're on the swim team. <laughs> You're going to get a participation ribbon. Um, I won in, I want to say it was like fourth or fifth or yeah. sixth or seventh grade. One of those, you know, one of the ones in the middle. Mm-hmm. I applied to a D.A.R.E. contest, which is the Don't Do Drugs group. What mm-hmm. is, is that what D.A.R.E. stands for? Don't do. No, that 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 doesn't line up. You applied. Don't see now you're um, trying to toss it back on me. I feel no, like. No, <laughs> we can help. Oh, hold on now. We can help each other out and still be co-hosts. I just thought in that particular moment you were like, what an offensive opener. Describe it, it <laughs> Hannah. Um, drug abuse resistance education. Um, and I applied the essay. The winner would get like a hundred dollar saving bond, and my I friend totally and I forgot about saving bonds. Yeah, that felt like they used to be such a bigger part of my life. <laughs> but that's uh, probably my fault. You had a lot of saving bonds, uh, but yeah. So I applied with this really dramatic retelling of when I was walking down the sidewalk and I saw my friend smoking a cigarette. Well, then the grade I, does matter. Was it a true story? I think it was a fictionalized account, um, but I won first place, and I got to go to this honorary <laughs> ceremony. A lie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. Young Hannah just really wanted to win her savings bond, and so the police officer gave me a savings bond. But then, like twenty years later, when I could yeah. finally cash it, they had spelled my name wrong. Oh, so it wasn't valid. Yeah, it's it's been a really hard journey. Did you did it feel worth it to temporarily change your name in order to cash in on that hundred dollars? Yeah, Hannah's now spelled with three N's. <laughs> um, it's just a real stutter in the middle. I was actually. Did you win a contest? I mean, did you go to an, an awards banquet? Well, I have. This is sort of a dare, a dare tie-in, in that I was also a member of a group that was called No Smokemon. Which was a pun on Pokemon, um, where we would we had these two giant 
Pikachu costumes. This was when I was in high school and we would put on, but they were blue. So I don't think there's any copyright infringement. It was a royalty free version. A fictionalized account. A fictionalized oh, account. But we would, we would dress up as like these characters and then go to middle schools to the, you know, the Hannah, the Hannahs of the world who were younger and we would educate them on the perils of smoking and doing drugs. But then, but there were multiple years. There was sort of like a legacy. I mean, speaking to Leslie's dynasty, there were multiple years of no smoking on. So, so the pun of it being about Pokemon changed. And my year, I helped. This was right when I was getting into like filmmaking, and I made a video that was a combination of a Pokemon and Harry Potter. It was no Smokemon and the Chambers of Smoking Will, or something. Will and I were really cool in middle school and <laughs> high school. I was winning dare contests, getting my savings bond. And and Will was <laughs> doing his anti-drug Pokemon Harry Potter group. Which uh, actually... It, so so you started this by saying, did you go to parties? So oh, I think yeah. the answer for both of us <laughs> is probably no. Is no, not so much. <laughs> Not so much in the party department. I reconnected recently with like my high school improv team. Mm -hmm. And what, I got. What was your name? What was the name of the group? Needs Improvement. Okay. And <laughs> I love that. We, we had this reunion show thing, and I got irrationally angry again that I didn't get invited to high school parties that weren't like cast parties. Yeah. I, I got a lot plays. of. <laughs> I got a lot of really like heartfelt conversations from like two very nervous parents being like, you know, if you're, if you're ever like drinking or if there's drinking around, you need someone to come get you, like we'll come get you. And I just didn't have the heart to be like, I haven't been invited to any of those parties, mom and dad. I didn't break <laughs> any rules in high school. I wasn't invited. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening now and you post-COVID want to invite Will and I to a party, we are down to come. And I would. It is. I'm anticipating going to way more parties after there's a vaccine. Um, so I think get your invites in now because my schedule is currently pretty, pretty free. Um, so I could make it work. Oh. What did you think about this haircut, though, Hannah? I thought it. She looked great. Um, <laughs> I thought she was awesome. Uh, when I went to prom, I got a hairdo before prom, but they claim I wanted to like straighten my hair to mix it up. Mm -hmm. But they claim they didn't have time, so they like curled it bigger for me, and it just looked. I th remember thinking like, this looks so silly. You have curly hair. You have very. Curly I already hair. have curly hair. I didn't need to curl it more. A different type of curl a different type of curl and then i met up mm. it was there was four of us that came to my house my prom date oh i get to do first and last names <laughs> addison williams appears to have unfollowed me on twitter after following me so maybe we mentioned maybe i mentioned him too much last time but so nolan i want to say his last name was like well, Eaglesman. <laughs> I have to keep saying, I feel like okay. I've if this committed is the you set for yourself, to sure. revealing yeah. all the names of um, everyone from my middle school and high mm. school lives. Um, lives. <laughs> I had many lives. Many lives. Um, That's no what they is, signed up for. You had them this, all sign an NDA yeah. when, when you were in middle when school. When I was in middle school and high school, this would be high school. You know, my friend Elizabeth Mickeljohn, Addison Williams, Nolan Eggleston, they all signed 
things that said, one day you can talk about me on a podcast. He was very nice. This is, I, he was great. He was a sweet kid, but it was, um, him, my friend, Elizabeth Micklejohn. Mm-hmm. And I believe this girl, Sarah, but I'm not sure. But we all met up with the a bigger group. You got to go in a group. Well, you we were here. Wait for it. We met up with a bigger group mm-hmm. and had like whatever appetizers. Do you have appetizers before prom? We all took pictures. But then there wasn't enough room in the limo. So the four of us weren't invited in the limo. So we had a taxi cab that followed behind the limo. And we all posed in front of our taxi cab. So I had this like ridiculous hairdo and then I wasn't invited into the main limo. The rest of this today's podcast will just be <laughs> how Will and I were not cool in high school. I never, all I said was I wasn't invited to party. Which Okay, sorry. Will was very cool. <laughs> he just didn't get to show off his coolness. Uh, will, when we were talking about haircuts earlier, you were like, oh, I've got stories about haircuts. Now I, I want to know. Did that did that read to you at the time as too eager? Were you like, actually, Will seems too excited about this haircut no, story? No, it made me no. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm positive. I'm like, I can't wait to hear the haircut. Well, I mentioned my my like um, participation ribbons and swim team, and I I don't know. I think I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say that I I think that this is probably a universal truth. Um, I know I haven't dropped too many universal truths, but I think especially boys on swim teams just get wacky haircuts Why? before like a big meet cuz often you'll you'll shave your whole body you know cuz it's to take off a little extra time it's like those leg hairs are slowing you down but once you start shaving it's addicting you know mm. you can't stop then you think i shave my legs would not would i could i drop another hundredth of a second if i shave my arms and then pretty soon it's like okay i've shaved my legs and arms my my, you know, the three chest hairs that I have in high school, I've taken care of those. The last thing you see is I got all this head hair. What if I just take care of it? So, what happens mm. is a lot of people will, I gave, when I was a senior, I gave all of these, these freshman swim team boys mohawks. So, you got, weren't just shaving your head. You were like known for shaving heads. I was. I think I, I'd like to think I had a reputation, but it was also a bonding experience. You know, everyone like kind of looks silly. They weren't. They weren't good haircuts that I gave. Um, but then, because they were freshmen, their parents all came to pick them up, and everyone left before I got a crazy state swim meet haircut of my own. And so I went upstairs alone in my house. It was like eleven, eleven p.m. midnight the night before this big swim meet, and I tried to give myself a mohawk. I tried to like, like line it up on my head, um, but then my like razor died, and so I was left with just. Anyway, I tried to I tried to get myself a little haircut, and it turned what out. What were you left with? You just. I was, okay. I might I might need your assist. On the, I might need your hype hype person what did, assist. What on happened this. next, Will? <laughs> what What I was left with was like a little like a a hair a hair yamaka. I couldn't do a straight line back, but it was just like a circle of hair on the crown of my head. I didn't know why you needed my assist, but it's because I'm a Jew. You're like, you're a Jew, so I need help describing I, this yarmulke. I need, I need your help. <laughs> Were there any Jews in Arkadelphia, Arkansas? There was one family, and they moved. So no. Okay. So no one called it a hair yarmulke when you were walking around the next day? No, people were not a fan of it. It didn't. 
But I, is there another tiny little hat that I could use instead of saying yarmulke? I don't know. How about that hat that has the spinner or the like? Oh, the, the little, cartoon um, little kid hat. Yeah, the cartoon <laughs> little kid hat that has the fan spinner. Um, yeah, this yeah, sounds yeah. really. Did you win the meet? I did okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a, what a, what an exciting uh, end to the story! I did okay. Um, yeah, go Stingrays. Yeah. Do you have any idea why the real estate agents this episode were so into Mark Brandanowitz? Do you have any any answers for me? Whoa. Well, here's. Here's a thought that could blow this whole episode wide open. They're real estate agents. What's his job, Hannah? City planner. Holy. Ah, oh, there it is. Crap. <laughs> that classic transaction. Maybe maybe these two real estate agents were a little smarter than we give them credit for. Mm. I'd love I also think it's very funny that they are both what I hope happens is they both become friends. Because it seems like they actually haven't met each other. And I they're think, like, I've um, or do you think they're sisters? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> I thought they were best friends. And their spinoff series, trying to to be real estate with city planners, is going to go great. In the mm-hmm. Slides and Swings version of the show, they mm-hmm. become reoccurring characters. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're pretty, pretty pivotal. Stacy, I think, was one of their names. Yeah. With two I E's. I don't remember the other girl's name. Rebecca. I think was her name. One of these is real and one is fake. <laughs> it's all a fictionalized version of something. Will really wanted to, in this in this um, episode. Tellinson, the man whose award it is, yeah. uh, is surprisingly still alive. They're like keeping him alive, and Will was like, "I really want to talk about people we're surprised are still alive." I don't have anything for this, but. I don't, I just don't, I'm not like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, this person. But Will, well, you brought like this if you up. Could, so- if you could think of someone, maybe it wouldn't be a surprise. But I'd love to hear if, if there's anyone that you're that you're still surprised. No, I, I, I'm I, admitting I don't have anyone, I don't think about that often. I'm, like, I'm oh, not, I'm surprised. But I'm you, not talking you, to you, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay, the I'm talking audience. to you, yeah. Who's someone? I was going to say the royal you. Well, who, what? I, ooh, I think but, I was thinking uh, of... <laughs> I think I was thinking of, I I mean, often, this is a downer, but when someone dies and you have the thought, I really thought you were already dead. Like that kind of feeling. Celebrities. Celebrities. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, whenever someone trends, I get worried on the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, follow us on Twitter at Radio <laughs> Pawnee. My personal Twitter is at Hannah L. Nesson and Wills is at Wilsonheim. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited to see what we got from our town hall this week. Yeah, it seems like a lot of excited voicemails from good, excited people. If you haven't town hauled us yet, please do so. We have a speak pipe, which yeah, is very exciting. It's so easy to use. It's you, so You click easy. on the little link, you go there, you record your thing, you're done. It's way better than a voicemail. com dash Pawnee Public Radio. It's also, also on our Twitter at Radio Punny. The reason it's better than a voicemail, you know, when you when you're calling someone and you're like, I don't want to talk to them, I just want to leave a voicemail. That's this what is just that part. Is. Yeah, yeah. it's like have a telegram. An email. We'll be reading some town halls from that. It's it's a great email, one of the best out there. I'm saying Ever? this to to, to <laughs> Vamp because I'm opening up the you're email. It up. 
It's I'm pulling it up. So that was really a behind the scenes peek of me trying to slow it, slow down. It felt it's, flawless. I don't even know if people will notice. <laughs> it's town hall at pawneepublicradio.com. And the best way to contact us in writing is by leaving a five-star review on our Apple Podcasts, because then we have to read your review. Mm-hmm. And but let's start with the voicemails. And it feels so good. All right. And it does feel so good. Who are we hearing from first? Hey, Will and Hannah, this is Matt from Colorado. Been loving the show. Uh, I particularly have been loving how you guys have been discussing the evolution of these characters and seeing them sort of find their grooves. And it occurred to me, do you guys think that season one Andy's character traits eventually sort of migrate over to Tom, who in season one is intensely dislikable and kind of creepy, but later becomes a silly man-child. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Matt, so much for calling in. We're so happy to have you here. I, that's an interesting observation. Yeah. I, we, we were talking about this a little bit in the, earlier in the episode where I find personally as a writer, I'll, especially in early stages with like, with character traits, often when you need a character to serve a certain role, and then you realize that you're maybe doing that twice, you can sort of just clump all those things together and, and either create a new character or maybe make one character out of two characters. So I think that's a really interesting point about, you know, what traits do you need for the show to work? I, I, my take is that it's less of, of like shuffling traits from one character to another character and more. And this was something that, that my partner brought up to me a couple of days ago when we were having a private unrecorded conversation recreationally about Parks and Rec, <laughs> um, which was that it isn't just that Leslie becomes more capable in season two. It's that the other characters are given things to love, which mm-hmm. I think Hannah and I have both been talking about this episode. We like, even talked about like Tom yeah. is chaotic evil this episode where <laughs> w- why is he doing what he's doing? But you're yeah. now saying he's given wants. And so yeah. those wants make him more intentional. Yeah. And I think, you know, later we'll, without giving too much away, you know, later we'll have even just something like, Tom finding, you know, a love for fashion or for spectacle or for uh, his friendship with Donna. Like, I think we see, we let these characters love and there is, that is an element of like a childlike goofball. Yeah, yeah. I actually found, before I directly answer Matt, I actually Mm -hmm. found Tom had a redeeming moment this episode. It's very small, but I was like, oh, wow. Tom has some skills where you know, some of the other characters give speeches. Ron goes up and just starts stating facts. But Tom goes up and charms the room. And I found his ability to make the room laugh mm-hmm. and be funny to be very endearing. Um, yeah. I'm hard on Tom because I think his one-liners and behavior is d- doesn't age well. But I do think this was a moment where I was like, oh, I kind of enjoy Tom. Where it's like he's maybe some of the jokes are inappropriate, like for the setting, but also kind of who cares? <laughs> like it is yeah, more fun well, to have a funny like, speech. <laughs> well, he sort of like has a funny speech and yeah. like there's I guess there's consent, even the sort of inappropriate <laughs> jokes where, you know, Marlene is laughing and they're all enjoying it. Um, in terms of migrating Andy to Tom, 
I still find Tom and Mark to be distinctly different than Andy, and we're going to talk about this a lot in season two, so keep listening. But I do find that Andy's bad behavior, we talked about this before, but comes from the sort of puppy dog place of love, where I think because Tom and Mark, it's a lot about sex, it Mm -hmm. still reads creepier than Andy for me to me for some reason. Um, But I do, it is interesting, that idea of like, well, Andy changes, and so then Tom changes. Yeah, that's an interesting observation. Yeah, I think think you're kind of spot on with that, Hannah, where it's, um, yeah, in these early seasons, Tom is... I liked Tom this episode. I, I liked Tom, but like thinking about I him at the bar. the dorkiness. <laughs> the, the dorkiness. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. But the dorkiness. There we go. We got an apology in, as <laughs> promised earlier. But the, his dorkiness with his orange hat made yeah. him more endearing because it felt like, oh, this guy is this dork who doesn't know a thing about women and is mm-hmm. just trying so hard. And that combined with his funny speech, I actually thought this was, even though his goal was to get quote unquote, like bar women to sleep with him. I thought this was a better Tom episode. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. But what did I interrupt you saying? <laughs> I think you just interrupted me agreeing with you. So okay, who needs good. to hear that again? <laughs> we don't need to hear that again again. But yeah, let's track what Mark asked us about was does some of Andy's characteristics migrate over to Tom? Mm-hmm. We're going to be paying attention to that. Thanks to you, Matt. Will Tom's legs be broken in season two? You Stay just have tuned. to wait and find out. Our next voicemail is anonymous. Let's hear from this anonymous human. Hannah, well, Hannah's dad here. Still enjoying the podcast. Who would have thought that Alex Verdugo would have more home runs and be jumping over the wall to catch the ball than Mookie Wilson? Who's not Mookie Wilson, but Mookie Betts. You're right, Hannah. Not anonymous once he spoke. (laughs) We're getting more and more detailed. I hope this podcast becomes more and more a detailed sports podcast. I do feel like your dad's uh, town halls are getting more and more specific (laughs) in a really delightful way. Um, I feel like, like, listen, Mookie Betts, Verdugo, jumping over walls. We've got a lot of first and last names here. He, like father, like daughter. I think my... The way your dad is describing baseball, those are all the moments that make me want to watch the sport. So whatever he's doing, it's working. <laughs> it's working Have on me. Have you ever jumped over a wall for a baseball? No, but I've done it for love. And with that, we move to the next voicemail. All right. This next one is anonymous. So buckle your seatbelts. Hey, Hannah and Will. This is Connor Young calling in from Norman, Oklahoma. This week, instead of a question, I just have a review of the podcast in a style of Ron's speech from the gala. Pawnee Public Radio is a podcast. Each week, Hannah and Will sit in front of a microphone and talk about the hit show Parks and Rec until they're done talking. Once they're done talking, they turn off the microphone and end the podcast. Thank goodness we had a Connor call in. Anonymous being Connor Young. I was worried we were going to have one of our Connors. We have Connor R., Connor Young. A third Connor. You could just say Connor. They know who they are. Connor Walker, of course. (laughs) Connor Walker. (sighs) Connor Walker, I'm sorry. I just called you the third Connor. All Connors equally important to us. This is one of the sweetest, most thoughtful reviews we've gotten on the podcast Mm -hmm. yet. And I really, really appreciate it. 
Thank um, you, Connor. And I feel like we can briefly maybe return the favor. Um, Connor has called and left multiple town halls. His name is Connor. We really, really appreciate it. Nope, you no, you added too much feeling to that one. But it's true, Hannah. It's a fact. <laughs> Connor is from Oklahoma. Thank you for calling in, Connor, once again, with such a clever voicemail. We're so happy you called. Um, you know, I I got a tweet at, at Radio Pawnee that I wanted to read because Twitter is a fat a in fact a place you can um you can go to reach us for town hall. Don't forget that. People yeah. forget. <laughs> but that's that's where we live. That's where we live. We live on Twitter. What uh, did the tweet say, Hannah? At Katom, K-A-T-O-M, said, at Radio Pawnee, can you clean up the bottom of the lake? I went swimming the other day, and it was extremely muddy. Okay, so we're talking about, this is a good, this is good, you know, some more responsibility. I think we're five, five episodes in. It's time that we do more than just record a podcast. We can start thinking about volunteering in the fictional town of Pawnee doing some more work um the short answer is yes right yes <laughs> we will get right on that thank you so much for tweeting at us um we also got some town halls from our email and we teased this last time <laughs> we promised that we would read some of the emails that's townhall at pawneepublicradio.com so here we go I'm excited. There's no character limit. There's no audio. It's a brand new medium. Who knows what will happen next? Melcher emailed us. And the title of the email is Season 1, Episode 4. So this is the fourth episode. And she wrote, The Use of Jagweed. And then the email itself has no, no words. Okay, so the subject line is The Use of Jagweed. Was Jagweed used a lot in Episode 4? That's the subject. So we can only assume that jagweed as an insult is used multiple times. Jagweed. We're using the word jagweed a lot right now, too. Jagweed. Could you email <laughs> us again and in the body of the email, cite, cite your sources, like in, in a homework assignment, so that we can go straight to the source? I think that Hannah brings up a great point. If you ever want a little homework, if you're like, I have too much downtime, I'm, we're happy to assign you some more tasks to do. I think I do. I'm starting to have sort of memories of Jagweed being thrown a lot fast and loose and that up. Um, I'm going backwards from least recent to most recent in emails. And if you thought they don't seem to be checking their emails, this is going to confirm that. But <laughs> now we're going to be better about it. <laughs> this email says episode one thoughts from David Schwartz. David episode Schwartz, one. I hope you're still wow. with us. Well, yeah. listening, listening with us. Um, Have you emailed anyone back yet, Hannah? We don't email back. <laughs> we read the emails on the podcast. That's like when you when you email someone and they text a response and then you call them where it's just yeah. like all We're forms of communication at the same time. So David said, yeah. hello, Hannah and Will. So his the subject of his email was that he actually has text in his email. Okay. I loved the podcast. I had a ton of thoughts, but I can only remember two since it has been a few days since I listened. Well, well it's, it's been, been a few yeah. weeks since you emailed us. So <laughs> apology accepted. Apology accepted. 
Number one, I really enjoyed the tidbit that someone brought up about the log line or something like that. I actually think that both of your backgrounds and learning the behind the camera knowledge of how a show is made and such would be very interesting to include in this. Like I never knew the terminology and would love to hear more. Good news for you, David. Since episode one, we've continued that. So well done. Number <laughs> us. Number two. This was so minor, but I think Will should be careful about his sign-off phrase. Haha. Especially because you are releasing these on Tuesdays. I just realized, I wonder if David wants this read aloud, but we're going to keep trekking forward. To be clear, if you email us, it's like a town hall. Anyways, it didn't matter much to me, but I can foresee someone else caring quite a bit. Anyways. My my sign-off? Yeah, we okay. don't know, David, specifically. We'll have to go back to the season one. How have you guys been feeling about our bye, bye, bye at the end of the episode? I'm working on he some goes, new Anyways, ones. Yeah. I love the podcast and I am planning on listening along with you. David, I hope you still are. And I am sure I will email in more and more. I hope you do. He didn't email yet because we never yeah. you know, responded. Can't wait for more episodes. Have a good weekend. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Um... Yeah, thank you for emailing in. I almost he he has his phone number in place of work, sort of as a bio. But you I almost kind of just like kept reading far enough. <laughs> yeah, what if I do? You guys want his address? Um, just a friendly we, doxing. <laughs> it's not doxing that I said his name, right? No, just, lots of people okay, have names. Yeah. All right. Um. Next. And yeah, oh. thanks so much for the constructive, the constructive feedback. I'll. Just wait till you hear my sign off this week. Oh, just wait. I'm going to sign off so hard and so friggin' good. You guys are going to lose it. Our next email is from Ryan McKenna. Hello, Hannah and Will. One, a story. Oh, the title is Town Hall Attendance. One, a story. I'm sorry my name is Ryan. I know, I do know a few Connors, though, and they said I was allowed to write in. That's his A story of his email. Yeah, and thank you, Connors, for being so generous. Thank you for at least knowing Connors, which is a requirement. B story of his email, too. I've been tempted to contact your podcast many times in the last few weeks, but then I take into consideration the possibility of spoiling anything for anyone. I stop. I'd like to believe there are many like me out there. So in due time throughout the seasons, I predict these town halls are going to get very rowdy. Love your show. If you're worried about spoiling, still write in because we'll be careful and make those decisions about what we censor. We did censor. Um, we did bleep out people in the past. So we can always bleep you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ryan, for writing in. I think if anyone is, that is a really good question. And that's something that Hannah and I are, are still figuring out. I think what what feels like a spoiler and what just feels like this is a thing that connects or this is a detail. Um, and I think what we've decided is we don't think of jokes as spoilers. So if there's maybe a joke that comes down the line, we might hop for it. But if there's like a big you relationship know, we, or character thing we've we've also like if you're like well you know people have called in and asked about the evolution of characters we both mm. feel comfortable being like this character is going to change for the better for the worse or whatever yeah versus being like this character is going to marry this character in this episode we wouldn't do that as much right um the next email is from josh martin entitled Job of the Hut. Hello, I would like your thoughts on the Job of the Hut Parks and Rec theme song mashup. I can never hear the theme song again without 
singing along to the, in quotes, lyrics. Thanks, love the show, Josh M. We YouTubed it, and it's a song that says Jabba the Hutt again and again over the intro. For example, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt, Jabba the Hutt, 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 Hutt. But beautifully sung. Do you have sung. thoughts on it? Well, I think what I have to do is next My time we watch. My thoughts are Jabba the Hutt. Oh, no. <laughs> Job of the hut. It is Job addicting. Hut, hut. It's as addicting as shaving my legs and swim team. I do think it might be a dif- difficult thing to unhear, but we'll we'll watch a few more episodes and we'll let you know if if we can unhear it. Our last email is is one I'm just going to tease because it's episode six rock show, which is the next episode. Whoa! And it starts with "What the heck is going on?" I won't read the rest. Because we're going to have to save that for when we talk about episode six next week. Mm. But please keep listening to the podcast so that you can get to hear the email from Benjamin Benson. So you can also know what the heck is going on. This has been the email portion that we will now be better at answering of Town Hall. Thank (laughs) you to those who have been emailing us since episode one that we just didn't get to. Um, But now we get to do our favorite portion which is to read, we're going to read two five-star reviews. Our first of the two reviews we're reading today, remember, we have to read all your reviews if you leave a five-star review. Or else we get in a lot of trouble. So much. No no participation trophies if we don't do this. Um, It's from Lace Badger. Five stars. It's called Learning dot dot dot. As someone who loves TV but doesn't know anything about writing stories, writing for television, or how sitcom TV productions work, I love hearing the host talk about what they notice about the story, character development, and production. Such a fun way to watch an older favorite show. Thank you so much for writing in. We love that this can be a podcast with that angle. And we're both passionate about writing and TV writing. And we're learning a lot, too, both watching yeah. the show with you all and and talking about it with each other. Everyone Thank you is, so much. Everyone is learning, dot, dot, dot. Can I call you Lace? Have we got into that <laughs> level of friendship? Thank you, Lace. Our next five-star review is from Molly underscore Wog. Uh, and the title of this review is Anne's House. This podcast is very good, but I found it really strange that Will kept calling Anne's house an apartment in episode four. This is less of a review and more of a comment. And Molly Wog, I gotta say, you call Those me out. Those are comments. <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna defend my f- friend Molly. Okay. Do you Hard. All, did you also find it strange that I? No, that I, I didn't notice. It? Okay. I think it's because as of late, I've been a real city boy, and we're all we're all living in apartments here, and I defaulted. But you're right; it's a house. You know, and the rent is probably reasonable in Pawnee. Yeah. Thank you, Miss yeah. Wog. Can I call you that uh, for reviewing in? First name, last names. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for leaving a review. We really appreciate it. And it helps with the magical algorithm to let us hop into more people's ears all across the world. <laughs> yeah. We want to hop in there. Also, it's just more fun if this podcast is us chatting with you all, the mm-hmm. town haulers. Um, so please continue to write in, uh, now that we definitely are reading the emails, <laughs> uh, that's townhall at pawneepublicradio.com. Please tweet at us at Radio Pawnee. Please speak pipe us, speak pipe. 
dash Pawnee Public Radio. Well, I assume. I something about you delivering a URL. It was beautifully done. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yes. So you please, we want to hear from you. So you please, please, please hear. <laughs> I'm just begging now. Um, yeah. It's a good this look. Is, this has been episode five entitled. The Banquet. The Banquet. I've, you know, I think this is a really fun episode. Uh, next week is our finale of season six. Will, we did it. Congratulations. We're almost through season one. We're almost through five, six of the way there. Been a long journey. <laughs> and the finale is um, a good one. It's really the fun. Fin- the finale is. Uh, I disagree. I think it's not a great episode. <laughs> but but we have a special treat for our podcast. We're going to have our first guest host. We're not going to say who, but I am going to leave you with that. Um, it's no one from the show, so be disappointed for a sec, but then be excited again. <laughs> Because it's a very cool guest host, and we're both thrilled. Yeah, we can't wait for you to. I just hear really want to let you down and build it up. I want the <laughs> expectations a, high. Yeah, but, you know, that's what season we, one has taught us. Yeah, season <laughs> one has taught us to do that. We're we're both thrilled uh, to be having this guest host on. Stick with us, like you would stick with Parks and Rec, because hopefully, we get better and better. <laughs> I wanted you to stick through the pause too. <laughs> yeah, it's all about it's all about sticking around. Now, you had a comment about the sign off. You had a person email in and say we don't know about the sign off. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna try to really make this sign off good to appease um our sign off David Town Holler. David. Yeah. What do you, you want to do to appease David? Should we should we sign off by saying goodbye, David, specifically? Oh, but before we do, um, mm-hmm. I've been thinking of this hashtag the whole time. I think the hashtag, oh, good, good, good. if you've made nice. it through the whole episode, has to be hashtag hype man. Yeah. I think that just it that is that is the hashtag. So hype us up by letting us know you got to the end of the episode by hashtagging hashtag hype man at Radio Pawnee or at my personal Twitter at Hannah Lil Nesson, mm. Will's Twitter at Will Sonheim. Well, thank you. Um, You're still and hyping. I'm still hyping. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna in this goodbye say goodbye to David specifically. So thank you for listening, David Schwartz. David Schwartz, thank you for listening. Be your own hype man this week. Have a David great week. Schwartz, hopefully we see you next week. Episode six, special Be guest. Be the bacon wrapped shrimp you want to see in the world. <laughs> Bye, David Schwartz. <laughs>